Luke, I want to tell you about something that I discovered on YouTube. It's not a Gomer Gets Religion thing. <laughs> can't, it's, not can't that. Wait. it's not that. Can't wait. No, it's, it's one of the funniest people on YouTube that apparently he's like an Instagram and TikToker, maybe? Okay, this guy's name is Jordan Howlett. Okay, Jordan Howlett. H O W. Speak to the microphone. Do I need to turn it up? I think it's your angle that's bad. I'm right on top of it. It's right in my face. It's my face. You're in like the mid greens. You should be in the yellows, my friend. On mine, it's showing yellows to reds. On the river. On on my thing right here. on On Riverside? Yeah. See, to me, it's, it's showing almost up. right up to red. No, it's just green. It's green. Well, then that's it for my. You can turn your volume up, but that maybe that's it for my recording. It's a great show. It's a great show <laughs> well, I'm just way. really. I'm we're just gonna get cut out, and then I no, I have I'm to hear about at, it on Discord or Patreon because you don't pay attention to them as much as I do. <laughs> True. Yellow here. Yellow to red here. Interesting. Yeah. Up, no. On on the on the when I keep I keep pointing. If you see this chubby arm this way, mm-hmm. this is pointing at the river's edge. I'm looking at it right now. I've been looking at it all day, baby. What's your other box telling you? This thing is saying that I'm almost red. Yeah, no. The entire time. Not at all. Weird. Okay, weird. Whatever. It's fine. It's all falling apart. (laughs) (laughs) You just had the most emo look. It's all falling apart. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Um, No, no, let me tell you about Jordan Hallett and brighten your day. No, please. He's funny. He calls himself the president of the fast food secret recipe oh, society. Oh, is he the something? guy who like he talks like this and then he goes through his stuff? And, yes, <laughs> come closer. He's, come he's closer. Too okay. close. Oh my gosh, I have he's, never seen wonderful. him. The yeah. algorithm while I was in Steubenville for the Defending the Faith conference with my friends got on. Don't worry about it. I was I got there. You know, I was there early. I recorded the season with 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 Dave, and then I'm in the hotel and I have nothing to do that night, and I'm super tired. So I'm like, I'm gonna go to bed. I got a shower got all my stuff ready for the next day and i lay down i fire up the old youtube shorts waiting for shannon to come uh give me a call and oh my goodness i i probably watched 50 of his videos they are so so funny they are they're funny and they're informative insanely informative he's like i'm gonna do this this hack he'll show like five seconds from some like hack thing i don't think this is real and then he'll do it be like oh he's the one that i've been going my whole life my whole life like he did a thing about how you, we are all using can openers wrong. How you're supposed to basically instead of on the yeah. sides, like they're on top, and it like will open up the can. Yeah, I was open like, up the can for you. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> Anywho, he also knows the secret recipe to KFC. Oh, and he like and he, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like so, uh, according to him, like these people call him and they're like, "Do not do this," and he'll do it. Like it's so funny. Anywho, I love it. <laughs> he I love doesn't that. obey rules. He breaks them. <laughs> For the people, Luke. He for the people. Learns, laughs, loves. You know, you know. So yeah, it's live, the laugh, same love. thing, but it's not. It's not in that order, though. He he oh, breaks it go. up. Oh, bless his heart. Yeah. So literally, I watch nothing but him, Jordan Howlett, and pitch meetings, which I find endlessly hilarious. Someone said on the on the cover, the thumbnail for Frad's Pints with Aquinas episode with me. He said. Well, I didn't know they got the pitch meeting guy to be on the show. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it was super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just laughing. <laughs> what? Why you make me so bashful, girl? It's not you. It's just <sighs> life. Yeah. Life. 
Yeah, yeah life, man. Life. No, it's well, just. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> I'm here to listen. No, you're fr- no, I feel bad because you're you're just bringing all this like fun, lighthearted stuff, and I'm like, I'm Luke. If this were ten years ago, I would be listening to Dashboard Confessional right now. But because it's right now, I'll be listening to it in twenty minutes. No, this was ten years ago. I'd be listening to Gasoline Heart. Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> if it was 20 years ago it'd be dashboard dashboard yeah. confessional now it's both yeah. now i got them on vinyl <laughs> <laughs> i'm an adult and i can afford expensive nonsense uh, there's no gasoline hard on vinyl yet yep. Actually, i think you can get stuff on vinyl i just haven't yet good for you stay strong i went stay off strong. on twitter again so that uh, was fun <laughs> you went off on twitter or you mm-hmm. went off of twitter because those prepositions matter. No, on, on. Oh, I know. No, no, no. Worse, worse. On. Okay. Who? Who? What was the cause of your uh, transgression? <sighs> people were upset. There was people who were mad at the lineup for the National Eucharistic Congress. How it's a bunch of Franciscan people. There are people who are mad at, at uh, masses being at the Norvis Ordo. People were angry at. Let's see what else. Speakers being paid. And speakers being paid, they're mad at speakers yeah, being paid. Yeah, and That's people hilarious. were mad at like just basically like, like everyone. You know, someone was like saying, I, "I think what like finally broke me was um someone s- said something about the Pope." Basically, I can't remember what they were saying, but like basically, like the Pope is like a heretic, and they were saying that this is why he's worse than a heretic or or um, something like that. And I was just like, you know what, fuck you, like fuck you, and. So you want to know what I said? Well, I, oh, well, here we go. Okay, <laughs> are, are are you ready for this? <laughs> oh gosh, what? Uh, <laughs> no, you're fine. You didn't do it in the name of. Uh, uh, oh no, we don't have a. Don't have it yeah, you're lucky. Okay. Don't worry about it. I don't okay. do that anymore. <laughs> you remember when I got re- like? Here we go. Yeah. Okay. okay. Did you bring it up? So here we go. I said. <laughs> I don't need a drink. I said, first I said, I, I need a drink. And then, and then I, then I had one where I got, I, I really got angry. I was like, that's a bit much. So I, so I, I deleted that. I said, I don't care about your liturgies. I don't care about your wokeness. I don't care about your apologetics. I don't care about your hot takes on Catholic speakers and on Franciscan. I don't care anymore. And I wish it would all just stop. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> So I was a speaker at an apologetics <laughs> conference last weekend. <laughs> wait, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> You're so nervous right now, aren't you? No, I would never be nervous, Luke. This is this is par for the course, being everybody. <laughs> this is this is just it's my cycle. And then I said, well, I mean, I'll, I want to go into this thing. Like, actually, I, I'm not going to say what I said next, just because I did like was like I'm going to make my tweets private. Then I'm going to say this. So, okay, one, I think it's great that you're at an apologetics conference and that you're speaking at that. I think that's, I think it's wonderful that we have fans who are boomers. Oh, my like, gosh. I, I don't understand. I, I was shocked. There's been two things that have shocked me. There's always a thing every year that shocks me about yeah, yeah, catching enough. foxes. This year, one was the amount of high school kids who were listening. If so, why? And stop, please. <laughs> I mean, please don't stop. But, like, you know, like. Yeah, just I mean, get your just, older brother at all. Yeah, times. yeah. Or just, like, <laughs> I don't know. I just. We're not. I feel bad, but I also like want the downloads and the influence. So yeah, you know. 
And then the amount of people in the thin line. We're walking a thin line. (laughs) The amount of how do we put this politely? Um, Please put it politely. Older boomers Uh who are fans of the show. Yeah, I'm I kind of feel like the boomers are coming around to us. What's going on? I think I think everyone you know what's okay. So this was a conversation that happened uh, behind closed doors at the. DFC defending the faith conference. For, <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, for those of you, yeah. yeah. No, the guy. Someone said they were. Uh, one speaker said that he was yelled at by some fans uh, on online um, by some fans of Taylor Marshall. I was, I was like, not of ours, you guys. Come no, on, no, no. by yeah. some fans of Taylor Marshall. And this, I was right when I heard that, my ears picked up, and I was like, online Taylor Marshall. Whoop. <laughs> and he said, uh, he goes, you know, my view of online engagement is like if I'm going to produce something. Like, it can't just be negative all the time Mm -hmm. and angry all the time. And he said, I really do think that we've had such a diet of that, like, with intensity for so long that I think certain people are just done with it. And it's more than you think. Now, this person gets the amount of subscribers that we have. He gets that every week in his going up you know it's like he he gains our show every week so but he was talking about it and he was just saying like yeah like if, if I, I really do believe there's a, a shifting happening and people are like you know what i just want to go elsewhere or i just want to laugh or i just want to learn something without it being attached to like rage fasting so mm-hmm. who knows it, it could be the upswing again of catching foxes who knows you, who knows look who comes crawling back <laughs> all you Syrophoenician women out there we got the crumbs and we are under the master's table just because we're not marketing the show to people or <laughs> spreading the word to an up-and-coming generation yeah no like okay i mean just full transparency i think what you're doing is great i think what the the defending the faith conference is doing is great i think all that stuff is fine my issue is just like i just sign on twitter and it's just like oh yeah. people it really is bad. People, like, people, yeah. people, people. Like, what, what? I just, what? what? I, I came here for sweet relief, and instead I'm getting someone being like, well, here's where the Pope's a heretic. I'm just like, you know what? Like, fuck you. <laughs> and I, I, I bleep that out probably, Joe. But, like, probably. Gomer says yes. He, Gomer, he can't see what you're saying. Wait, wait, you're That's a good point. No, <laughs> this is not a video podcast. <laughs> I should not just shake my head. Yes. Go on. But it, I don't know. Like, so... Do you think now is the time to to bring up everything because this, this does play into all of this? So let let me kind of do a segue for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean I didn't know what we were going to talk about tonight. I knew I that know, this I might be yeah. a conversation. I mean I'm I'm so excited about my last week that I mean I I can talk about nice things <laughs> that I'm excited about, but I guess I guess we're not. We can uh, talk about the nice things you're excited about. I just don't think they're very interesting to most people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, you're not. Even remotely. This is Luke pissing on the things I love. <laughs> That's uh, not true. Yet again, just... episode number 412 of Luke. Uh, Luke carelessly that is not casting true. an ash cloud to the That's sky. not true. It's just like. <laughs> no, listen, no, here's I my love... segue. Can I tell you yes, my segue? Yes, Can I, I tell lo- you my yes, segue? Yes, yes. You had a big you weekend for you. It, this was a big, this was a big weekend. So, no, but that's not the segue. I don't so want to steal your thunder. It was a big weekend for you. We call it DTC. Uh, or dfc and uh, uh number one i don't want to take this away from you I, I know that you need your time to process and to share with people that you're now up on the big time who 
do you think is going to listen? My wife? She doesn't care. My kid, they don't care. They're like, Daddy, give me money. I'm like, dang it. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> I had a great time. I killed I, it in my talk. Anyway, but no, let me say, I, 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 I want to know funny about stuff. Don't, don't, no, you don't want to know anything. Uh, yes, I do. But I'm your friend. So I care about your life. The students who drove us around, they were great. They were great. And this girl, so did they, the younger, she did said, they go to Cross Creek? She said, so you were a student here. When? And I was like, how old are you? And she said, I'm 20. How old are you? I'm 20. And I was like, yeah, about that long ago. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's terrible. It's terrible. And then, so we started talking. She's really funny. And we started talking. She said, well, what household were you in? I said, well, let me give you a hint. Individually, we're great. But in a crowd, we're the most obnoxious people in the world. And she goes, gosh, that's like half the guy's households. And I started laughing. I was like, you know what? That is actually true. That's not like I said, I was in AMDG. And she goes, yeah, I can see it. And she didn't laugh, didn't, didn't, and she just stared at me like, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I've got that. It's like if you were meeting a girl who's really into horoscopes and you're like, yeah, I'm a a gamete or whatever they're called. Yeah. And she's Gemini, not a gamete. They're like, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I can see that. I I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. Eat, pray, love. And then, so we talked a little bit about that and I thought that was funny. And then she said, hey, when you were here, her unmotivated by me, I love this going. Uh, yes. She said, when you were here, was Cross Creek Tavern a thing? Yes, yes, And yes, I said, yes. oh, 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 we oh, oh. made it a thing. I was like, let me tell you about And she goes, I have been asking all the seniors, like, where did this come from? How do people even find this place? And I go, oh, I will tell you the day. <laughs> the Kissinger family. That's amazing. Townies. <laughs> and terrifying back roads. And, and chicken wings for a quarter. A quarter for a pitcher for five dollars. Luke just used to get a pitcher and just hold it in his hand and drink out of it. He would palm the pitcher and just drink out of it. He wouldn't even get a mug. I said to her, I go, Do you guys go during the summer? <laughs> and she goes, Yeah, it's but best you know, it's so small. It's usually like maybe three times a summer or something like that. And I said, Yeah. I need you to understand me. If I wasn't leaving tomorrow, tonight. I would ask you and all of your friends, and I don't care how many red flags this conversation <laughs> is sending up in your own heart. I love. I want to hit on Cross Creek Tavern, not you. I want to go there. So I started telling her about it, and then she starts telling me about it, and she goes, "Yeah, what were you saying? Like cheap wings? Like the, did they serve food then?" And I was like, "What? What?" And she goes, "I don't know. I don't know what kind of food they serve if they even do." And the other guy was like, "Oh, I've only been there like once or twice. I don't, I don't go really." And she's like, "I go, I go pretty often during the year. Twenty-five cent wing night. It's different now, Luke." And she said, "Oh, and the beer is not five dollars." I was like, "Well, this well, is Biden's um, America." <laughs> no one laughed at that, but I said it at least three times. <laughs> they don't, they don't know what things cost. They don't know it's kids these days. How much is it for for a picture? Did uh, tell she you? didn't tell me, but it was it was way more than that. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I, I was like, I don't, I don't understand how we were robbing those people. Like, how were they not losing money? Yeah, I'll take a pitcher of Killian's Irish Red, please. Though they only had two beers on tap, right? Am I like going to tip light. you? No, because I'm in college. I don't quite understand how that works yet. Even though I expected in during my job. <laughs> when you're here, your family. Oh man, yeah. Did, so did, the did you... Cross Creek Tavern, at the very least, is going strong because God, I remember the last time I was on main kids. campus was like God bless well, the kids. Well, okay, I did a year before, but like five years ago, they were like, "I've never even heard of that player." And I'm like, "Well, I've never heard of you." And I pushed him out Dream. of a moving car. Yeah, and then and then uh, yeah. So the, then the last day, 
driving back to the airport, the <laughs> one lady, one young woman, she was 20, maybe 21. She gave me the skinny. She's a townie. She gave me the skinny on all the <laughs> other speakers. What what the entire network of students. Like, you imagine, like, there's a network of peons that most people don't even know exists, right? And I'm the guy, whenever I do a conference, like, I feel like you hear these stories with actors. That there's that actor who is really good friends with the or not who's really friendly with the cameraman. And yeah, yeah, like the, the grips crew, and yeah. the makeup people yep. and all that. Yep. Like all the people that make the movie run, but you will never know their name unless you're waiting for a Marvel mid credit scene. Um, you'll never see it. They're friends with all of them, and I love that. Like I think Chris Pratt has stories of like buying them all food, um, especially on like long days and stuff like that. And something bigger. Yeah, Tom Cruise, I know, and uh, oh, Tom Cruise has a great relationship with all of those people and. Vega Morrison um, is a big one too. Oh, really? Okay, mm-hmm. that's all. and then you have you know you hear the stories of actors and actresses who you know got their head up their butts and they're so rude and stuff. But no it was eye funny. contact. She... <laughs> what did I tell you about eye contact? But she was just saying that oh, like such and such speaker, he's awesome. He's so nice. Everyone that he interacts with, and you know, like from the grounds people, <laughs> there's this little network that exists in group chats and. You know, mm-hmm. conversations over lunch breaks and stuff. But man, they work those kids at the bone, and it's it's true. I mean, everyone does all the, I mean, all the people that put on those conferences eight weeks straight. It's a lot. It's a twelve lot. to sixteen hour days. I never did it, but I, I we had some friends who, who did. I think Fazzy yeah. did for a bit. I I remember Paul doing that. I mean, Paul was playing on the music and stuff, but yeah. it's it's a lot because it's, it's a lot of work to get. I mean, and, and you basically work a whole week over the course of a weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's so, crazy, and you make pretty decent money doing that from what i recall nice. like probably scott hans group they do the applied biblical studies conference it's like wednesday thursday friday then they do an early bird special where other speakers come and talk and then he goes on friday evening goes into the um defending the faith conference so what's DTF. the what's the difference between DTF. defending yeah. the faith and so defending the faith is like apologetics broadly speaking so it's like, <laughs> so that tweet whoopsies yeah, so things like, <laughs> you know, there was a lot of, like, pro-life stuff. You know, you can imagine woke stuff. Deacon Deacon Harold Burke Silvers, he's incredible. He just got off a plane from Papua New Guinea, like, three days earlier. and was like, I'm here. I am barely awake, but I'm here. He's one of the – you want to talk about a guy who's <laughs> – you know, like Father Mike Schmitz, I tell people all the time, what he is on stage is what he is in person. Like, he's that great, that genuine, that full of life, that nice, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Deacon Harold is the exact opposite, and what I don't mean by that is a criticism. He is a guy who's very quiet when you're talking to him. Like, I personally felt like I've known him for years. When he would talk to me, he'd be like, hey, like, when he looks at you, you're like, oh, oh, you're, like, looking at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. you actually care what I have to say, and you're contributing. And and I, it's funny, because he made me feel like that mode where it was just right into it. You know, like, okay, hey, man, how's it going? How's your talk? What's your day like? Like, nice. you know, it was that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was funny. But then he gets up on stage, and he is the loudest by a factor of 10 than any speaker because he yells a lot and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's awesome. Like, when he yells, right, the nations tremble. Okay, so that's all the stuff that I wanted to share about that. So here's the segue. You ready? Here's the segue. So I'm walking up the stairs, going from the lower JC where I tried to get free books, and no one was giving me any. Yeah, and I'm walking the up the I know. I know. I was like, do I get another speaker discount? Oh, I, I know where you're t- going with this. Do you? Yes. Keep with, sorry, sorry. 
keep going. Okay. I'm tired. So I get to the top of the stairs and there's a man in a nice suit and he's staring at me. He's bald. He's got a beard. He actually looks incredibly sharp and well put together. And as soon as I see his eyes, I'm like, I know him. I know him. I know him. But he looks different. He wasn't bald. He didn't have a beard like that. Crap, crap, crap. Who is it? Who is it? And he goes, Gomer. Gomer, how are you, brother? And I was like, hey, man, how's it going? And I was like, you have got to remember or remind me of your name. I know I know you. And he goes, I'm not going to remind you of my name. You should know my name. <laughs> and we started laughing. I'm like, gosh, it is on the tip of my brain. Gomer, you are the goes, worst. And he said, he looked at me and he goes, I'm one of your most popular episodes on Catching Foxes. And I was like, you're not Katie Prejean McGrady. And he said, uh, and he goes, I'm one of your most popular episodes, early years. And I looked at him and I was like, spoiler alert, I got divorced. And he goes, yep. And I go, how you doing, Mike? And he's like, I'm doing well. How are you doing? How's Luke? Not great, Bob. No. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I looked at him and said, about to roll another episode, bro. Yeah, so here's what happened, and I'm I'm gonna be real. I'm going to let you not ask me questions, but kind of guide this. Yeah, if that makes sense, because yeah. I want to keep this relatively close. So I'll just come on and say it. So Aaron and I uh, got a divorce. It is done, and this is the thing we've been alluding yes, to. Yes, yeah, since uh, you know it's been going on for almost gosh, it feels like a year and a half. It hasn't been that long, but might as well be. So. Out of respect just for Everly and for her, I uh, and the fact that the internet is in perpetuity and you know whatever, I've really tried to uh, not go into this. And let me go back to one of our other episodes where we had some people on there are kind of like right in the middle of their crap. We're like, oh, this is a little weird. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't think it was you know appropriate to. I wanted to have a bit of distance, and I still don't have a ton of distance. But I think it's really hard to kind of keep it hidden, and it's hard to and it's. This, it, it frames so much of my like worldview right now and what I'm going through. So I just thought I wanted to tell people and I'm going to just kind of leave it at that. How long has since the divorce has been finalized? 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 Yeah. Early, early June. Faster than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So would it, would it be fair to like the summary being marital problems? led to a a kind of like a breakdown in communication between you and her and then you told me i don't know if i can be on the show right now because we're focusing on like you know different things as as a couple and doing all this stuff to try to work on the marriage and work out problems and so that's why we went solo cast with me desperately trying to find people to interview and all that stuff Mm -hmm. because luke needed and i wanted to be able to give him enough room that he could deal. Right? Yeah. Like, um, something had to give. And you were pretty quick up front about like, hey, just leave. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you remember that or not, but you were very, very like, if, if you got to go, go. Because I, I tried to a bit. I think I remember being yeah. like, nope. Well, I so the reason why it was like that is I know you. Mm-hmm. And I know you are, like me, an external processor. Mm-hmm. And when you're staring face to face with someone that you're close to, you want to share. And it would be you would feel by while you're going through it like part of the thing is we try to be authentic and honest about what's going on in mm-hmm. our life yeah and which is usually dramatic enough <laughs> but to have this most important thing i remember talking about this with you and you said you know it's like the most important thing going on in my life and i can't talk about it with anyone 
So, and yes, I feel like crap all the time. I, you know, I can't eat, I can't sleep. You know, it's all this pain and suffering and, you know, all these tears and anger and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, and you can't talk about it. So everything else felt hollow in comparison. And we had talked about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, like you don't want to feel fake. Mm-hmm. And so we yeah. were like, don't. Well, it's, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just, you know, I, I, I really want to be careful here to not go into anything that isn't, uh, don't, don't want to tell any tales outside of school. <laughs> no, but like all, all um, jokes aside, like, you know, yeah. th- this is a really unique thing because <laughs> some people say this is not a unique thing and I should have, I should consider others. A lot of this that involves my story isn't also my story to tell. Yeah. You know, so there's some things here that I'm, um, oh, I'm leaving out or, but trying to not leaving out, but just, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I really, you know, I want, obviously Everly is going to realize this at some point in time. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if she goes back to the show and she listens. For, this is like, this is exactly yeah. what I would do. You know, is if I had something yeah. that my pantry going through, I would go back. If I was, if I was reflecting on that time, I would listen, you know, this is almost an archive of that to a certain extent. I imagine 20 years in the future, she wants to understand her parents and where they came from and stuff. And mm-hmm. she goes on to the internet archive to find our podcast because I'm not going to be paying for this. Shit, really <laughs> and uh, she goes and she <laughs> finds it and she says, somehow like what? it's the, the um discord is still going and it's just funding it. <laughs> yeah. It's an endless loop. Poor Rebecca. Oh uh, uh, yeah. It's still yeah. going. I was thinking, I was taking a walk today and I thought of Rebecca and I was like, Gosh, she does so much work on that Discord. It's amazing. Work, yeah. It's breathtaking. But anyway, thank you, Rebecca. No, and I, how funny would it be if she's like, man, the Internet Archive says it only tracks podcasts with 8,001 downloads a month or more. And it's like, oh, I just missed it. It's like, oh, but there's a Lithuanian or a Latvian loophole where, where it's all downloaded there. Somehow it's, yeah. yeah. I still yeah. want to just go there to see if we get recognized. So, <laughs> Which we will not. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about in terms of causes? None. None. Yeah. Because uh, the hardest thing about all of this is you, like, from my perspective as an outsider, right, mm-hmm. it, with divorce tends to be anti-father, anti-husband, and just stacked in, in terms of, like, the defaults that the law gives mm-hmm. is stacked usually in favor of. Um, unless there's like drug and alcohol, both usually, usually in favor of the wife and the mother. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to think like in order to defend my rights legally, I have to go after a person that I love. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know how to, like you must've been so constantly conflicted with all of that. Yeah. Yeah. How did, how did you, how do you deal with it? Not well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you did really well with a little bit of distance and not a bunch but particularly from like the, over the let's say in the fall i see everything i mean i mean this is i mean it sounds weird but i see everything that i do and i see everything that i think and all the and all of like the, the shortcomings and all the things that like not that i'm trying to hide but just like yeah the, you know the whatever like i don't know like just like all of it so I, there were a lot of people who said wow you are not falling apart the way that i thought you were going to <laughs> or, or like they said that in so many this words. isn't on brand like like you said that adam said that and maggie said yeah. that so yeah from mary margaret is still single like yeah. numerous people were like you're actually like you know 
You kind of, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were all. I was, yeah, and I obviously I don't know everything that's going on in the internal form of your heart, but externally and the honesty and the you know, you were, you were shockingly composed and not dramatic. <laughs> no, I don't think I was very dramatic. I mean, I mean, some people will say might say otherwise, but yeah, no, I I think I was really like, I think I. I and mean, I'm trying to be really careful here just with everything yeah, yeah, and trying yeah. to be very, this is a hard thing for our listeners to understand. Like Luke is not here to crap on anyone. Yeah. No, no, no. Spill no, no. anything or say anything yeah. inappropriate. Cause that's I, not. Yeah. And also this, Aaron, and I am um, right now. Great, great spot. Great co-parents. Great. She was helping out with Everly um, this morning at the apartment. Great. We have a great um, communication plan. We have, a, we work very well together. Like we're in a very, very good spot. So good for that stuff. So yeah. I, I, that, and she, you know, that's, she made a choice to do that. And, and, and I, I mean that in like a good way, like, like she made, you know, this has been a conscious effort on our part to be good co-parents and to work well t- together. And I'm really happy with that. Like we talk about our job and things that are going, you know, and we, it's not the same, but like, we've really made an effort to like coexist well. And I, I've been, that's been a, a true blessing. I, I really do mean that. So Going back to when stuff was going on, I think in the beginning, yeah, I think I really was like, like everything's falling apart, but I'm trying really hard to like hold it, like, you know, keep my side of the street clean, if, if you will, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And I think over time, and it's definitely still like a, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's everything. It, 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 it's weird when it gets, when, when this stuff happens, because there's like, there are the causes, and there's the fallout of those causes. There's then the like, it's just up and down and up and down and up and down. You don't know like like you know which way it's going to go, and you kind of get to a point where you start. I remember when I was telling my my one of my ther- one of my therapists uh, about this. He said, "You know, you're, you're really going to find out who your friends are," and he didn't mean that like. In the sense of like the people who really care about you, who really are like your real friends. He just meant like yeah. the people that can like be you in the good and the bad, who can actually handle the bad, yeah, and who can sit there and 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 some and this is and it's not a knock on people who can't. When stuff started getting bad, and the people that I let in to say, "Hey, this is what's this is what's going on," I was very transparent about that. Yeah, and I made a concerted effort to to do that. Agreed, and. And I'm okay with how it shook out, you know, like in terms of like the, you know, there are some relationships that have changed. There are some that have dramatically changed or some that are better than ever. And it's, it's weird. It's, it's, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm really, this is, this is, this has nothing to do with Aaron. This is about like, just like other friend groups. Yeah. And I don't know where I'm going yeah. with this, but like, this is why I wanted to have you ask me stuff. Just so we had yeah. these weird little, like, how'd I get it? Well, no, I mean, yeah. Well, so let me say this, like piggybacking off of that. I saw that. You know, even from my, you know, 2000 miles away, I saw the reverberations of some people who, you know, there, there's a line, you know, some people, what's the phrase some people would rather have us. I want to be really, yeah. really careful here because yeah. like, no, I know what you mean. Some of the mean. things that people like when they like, they're entitled to like their, their experience. Yeah. Right. And I'm not yeah. here to attack them, but I do. I did see unfold exactly what you're saying. Some people, fairy type, 
some people grew with you you know in the middle of all this some people you know like you said moved on or you know whatever and that was really hard to see from my perspective because all i want is the best for you you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's hard in these circumstances to even figure that out right and it's such a brutal emotional time and you don't know like like as a friend i don't know what i should be doing to help and i think like a lot of people who who have friends that go through you feel you don't feel i don't want to say like i feel powerless because it's all about me what i'm saying is like i most friends want to be friendly to their friend right and it's like i just i don't have I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And every time that I would reach out to you, you know, which is every week and all this stuff, not obviously you weren't doing the show, but we would touch base sometimes multiple times. And, you know, uh, yeah, it was, I think in the beginning we were talking almost every day. Yeah. Oh yeah. In the beginning and then at, at certain parts. Yeah. When it got really difficult, but I'm just saying like, to me, it helped. Like I grew as a human person watching you deal with and struggle. Like I grew not just in our friendship, but like, because you were suffering. There was a lot of suffering going around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And nothing grows a human person more than suffering because of how you deal with it or breaks. Them. And I saw you grow in all the right ways. What? That sounds inappropriate. I saw you grow. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and sometimes, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know how, kind of how to talk about it, but like just seeing that, I, I'm, see, the thing that with the, with the divorce is there are landmines everywhere Mm -hmm. right and trying to talk about this in some sort of public way because again we're not crapping on people if me and you were having a beer it would be a different conversation than me and you in a public forum right now but even then like you would never you 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 talked you vented but you didn't crap on people and even when i want to (laughs) because i saw people you know whatever happened in the relationship change i just wanted to be like why why you know and but that's not my place. Well, but and you taught me that. Here's here one of the things like I learned like during all this that I'm still like trying to like wrap my head around is like how severe God's mercy actually is. Mm. Like actually like what gets me like more emotional is like the way that people treated me in like you know good way. So like our friends all like pitched in to help me buy stuff for Everly, which for me was just like I mean I just can't tell you how great that was because it was just like okay I don't I it just like yeah. Just like the people who know you the best, who've been around the longest, who have seen you do some pretty stupid things, who have in like all ages of your life, you know, from eighteen till now, or even like from high school till now, like like have your back is is and like just like it's like no matter what, Luke, like like we love you and we are here for you. That's a pretty powerful thing, yeah. And like having I'm a family who's like you know like. I remember just like being on the phone and like I'm basically like spilling every I mean just like it is beyond just like spilling your guts out it's just like here's the worst of me for everyone to see because I don't know how else to navigate this besides telling you guys just the worst parts of my life yeah and having people accept you and and love you because of who you are and how that doesn't matter and almost even like to a certain extent because of it like in the sense of yeah you know I, I just the amount of like love I felt from people was like pretty profound. Yeah. And that's what I mean by like the severe mercy because like you see how like my fault, my goodness, like my humanity and like, and this mercy and like, like how all these things can coexist at the same time. Yeah. How like you can feel profoundly loved 
and see like the way that you've hurt a person and or and see the way that you've been hurt and like all these things can coexist at one time yeah and it leads to a lot of like it leads to a lot of empathy in a way that like i never really understood was actually possible yeah you know so when there's some people who like when there's some relationship that i've changed i'm like i understand why mm-hmm. and i don't and it doesn't mean that it like doesn't hurt but like yeah of course like I understand. And either in this life or in the next, there will be some sort of reconciliation and, yeah. and that's okay. You know, like it's, I, I mean, like I don't, I didn't even have space to hold all these relationships now. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was the thing that was like really difficult. I think during one point, I mean, there were a lot of things that, that were difficult, but one of the things that was really tough was like, how do I maintain all of these relationships? Because all of a sudden, the ones that are, the people I was probably talking to the most, just be, just besides, just besides like you know, Aaron and like whoever was like you, Adam, John, and Nick, and Emily, Christina, and my mom. I'm sure, that, and and also like my buddy Kevin. So I, I want to be careful about who I'm probably saying people's mm-hmm. first and last name. I don't know. I want to yeah. be respectful of that. It was really hard to maintain any other relationships outside of that. Like it was just, it was like yeah. I can remember wanting to text Matt Fratt and wanting to talk to him and just kind of share like on what was going on because I was really struggling from like a creative standpoint. Should I keep doing this? Yeah. And I wanted to get his point of view, and we never had that conversation. And it, I wish I had because I, I feel like because I mean I feel like I could have. I feel like I, I, I still I feel like I can but i just i actually didn't have the bandwidth to have that conversation because you, you, you just kind of only have the bandwidth you know so it's like so these other relationships like yeah like they fell and they're you know quote unquote done now or they're or they're different but like that's okay yeah like they've got their own stuff that they had to they had to work through because of this and how they felt hurt by me or hurt by whoever or like you know whatever happened and or you know whatever like that's i can't that's their like I don't know if rights are, is the right word, but like you know, it's, it's 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 okay, and and I honestly like had to let go of a lot of those things because you just can't maintain that. Yeah. You just can't. You know, the, the, like the, the the human person's only able to contain so many. I forget what the actual number is, but there have been some some studies on how many relationships you can actually have in any one point in time. There is a limit on that, yeah. and when you throw in a therapist, and then when you to throw in like you're talking to a certain amount of people every day that just cuts that cuts it all off yeah you know yeah one of the things that i admired about you during that time was uh, i think you nailed it right there was this a profound growth in empathy for you because i know that when i go through something especially where in, in a certain sense where i you know you can turn any pain into a victim status and I'm very good at doing that, right? Even if I, I do something terribly wrong, I can find a way to blame other people to shift it off myself. And one of the things that you did not do, which was standard Michael Gormley operating procedure, is not just the blame game, but like constant venting. Like I do this thing, and I realize I do this thing since I've, since I've been in elementary school, when I would get bullied by the bigger kids. Usually they were a different grade than me. I and I knew I was going to get my ass kicked, right? I would rally as many people as I could to hate that bully 
so that that would offer me a buffer of protection mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and which meant trash talking you know lying whatever trying to make this person as evil trying to get everyone you know it's like when you you, you fall out with a friendship and you're like I need all of our friend group to now hate that friend because I hate that friend. They're like, whoa, I didn't have the same problem as you did. And you're Mm -hmm. like, you must have the same hatred that I do. And now I will soil your relationship as well as your pants. So you never did that in, in, in reality. Like you did not try to circle the wagons and rally the troops in hate fest venting. I mean, obviously you vented when you're going through some stuff, but not in the way of like, let's all build our two minutes hate and, and, and in vengeance. Because that's what I was doing. Be like, you you kept doing these self checks where you would stop halfway through and say things like, "No, they're they're entitled to their grief. They're entitled to their their anger. They're entitled to that." And it's like, you know, people process things in different ways. And I'm like, I don't like mature Luke. I want to <laughs> yell. I want to drink and yell. Right. Well, and you know, there were certain people that like modeled that, you know, for me and also like in therapy that way I, I just could you have done this without therapy no 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 what made it so powerful for you or you know practical or whatever i mean there was just like the the basic communication skills breathing tech techniques learning how to I, I've, I've actually been kind of bummed because i forgot like a couple of these <laughs> so just and i'm gonna go because i just haven't had had to use them yeah you know yeah. so i and i just um you're talking about when the emotions are sky high oh totally you, need, you know so you here's a practical rationally. yeah tip like if you're in an argument, stop. Like, I mean, it's like you, you can tell your heartbeat. You, you, you can yell that you're kind of getting in that, like, you know. Yeah. This might surprise you, but your your boy, when it's fight or flight time, your boy likes to fight. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise surprise <laughs> anyone on Twitter. <laughs> so I realized that, like, okay, if I'm in that mode, and it's like, you know, I feel like there's grave injustice that must be righted here. I need to take at least twenty minutes off, and I need to like remove myself from the situation completely. And I, but, but I can only do it for up to two hours. Mm. And then when I go back, so I've got, I have, I basically have a window from 20 minutes to then two hours or, or so, because then it kind of gets to, you get to like out of it, but it puts, it like helps to trigger your like um, logic brain, calms your heart rate down a bit. You're in a much yeah. better space to kind of think through. And then, you know, being able to do things like, I don't remember how it goes, but like, okay, I like, I, I hear this, trying to repeat things back, say, I understand this, I'm feeling this, and just saying, like, I feel, like, and there's this, there's this wheel that has, like, you, your feelings on the outside, you kind of tie it down, to, like, this is kind of, like, the core thing that I'm feeling right right here, and that stuff is, like, really helpful. Yeah. And so it, it really, like, that's where I think a lot of that came, a lot of that came from for me, was just being able to work, like, you know, it, it, like, it was a hard skill. It was not just, like, Stop. Because you also have to be conscious, self-aware enough in the middle of the high emotional tension and all that stuff to be like, oh, I need to put these things into practice. Totally. You know, because you don't yeah. want to think about those things. You just want to think about the next word coming out of your mouth, if that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, and, and, and there were, you know, and there were plenty of times where like, I feel like I was right that I needed, to, I got checked by other people in our friend group. And so mm. that I, and, and I was like, wow, I, I'm not like. That was really good for me, you know, like multiple times, multiple different things that for me was like, you know, like really, really um, helpful. And I, and I, I don't, I, I, I mean, I do think I've, I've matured a bunch, to be honest with you. I think I'm struggling right now in a lot of different ways. 
that I'm, to be honest, is very tough to navigate. Like, and I'll, I mean, I'll just be honest too. Like, changing jobs was huge. Yeah. Like when I changed jobs out in on the February, going from the high school to Spoke Street was just like up. It was like a gift from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Truly, I mean, truly, just like, that job was a, a a down downward spiral for you in terms of well, it, for the jobby job, high stress, mm-hmm. high demand, zero support. Oh dear Lord. Now let's go to a thing that I, I'm I'm a it big was, fish in a small pond for, meaning you know online digital content and all that stuff in the Catholic world. Yeah, yeah, and so it was just and just like and just the culture was just wonderful, and it was it was just you know and this is I'm not trying to crap on my old on my old employer or anything. There are some wonderful people there, great great school, do it. <laughs> like, like no, I'm just kidding, but like <laughs> just you know like I just I needed a change and yeah. It was just a. It was like a, I remember just like the first couple of meetings, just being like, "Oh wow!" Like the first, I kind of had like a three week break in yep. in between there, which for the most part was just like really good, like really, yeah. really just like okay. Like I just kind of collected myself a bit. I, you know, it's funny because there are like two parts to all this. I feel like, and this is one of the things that's very very interesting is there's like basically March through say the fall, and there's the fall till now. And you can even kind of break those down into their own little like individual experiences. But there are two kind of very different experiences of of, of all of this, I would say. And the past few months have been one of the hardest since I would probably say summer of 2022. Oh, wow. Wow. What is happening in the what? It just because I because it has been coming to terms with all of this. It's like the reality. Yeah, okay. It's just like in one sense, when it was finally done, it was a very healing, freeing experience. Like, okay, it's done. Like this part is done. You know, and I'm it's I an ending. Yeah. And I was basically taking things like step by step by step by step by by step. Yeah. And so I you know, I'm not gonna talk about it in annulment that, you know, so I'm not there That's yet. Not the step. It's, it's not a, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm not on that step yet, so I'm not even gonna bother. Yeah. And and and, and it just provides some Clarity for people in the archdiocese of I'm sad you cannot you cannot even go down that road until you've been divorced for um six months. Yeah. So there's just no. So yeah. So there's like no. Yeah. Why would even bother? You know. So. Yeah. That step can't even be approached. So don't think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah. Like who cares? So anyways. Yeah. There's been like just a real. It went from you know, I'm not going to not say that. Um, What if? I got legally separated from Shannon, just legally, <laughs> and then we got gay married together, and then torches together could be married very long jointly. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> there's some tax <laughs> advantages to this. That's Best awesome. friends, purely, purely platonic, just, unless just, you don't want it to be. But I can platonic. take my income, do it through the state of Texas, no income taxes. Oh, oh so nice! Look at that, so nice. While while not living in Texas, but claiming a residency in Texas, it, it's it's a win win for everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, on this podcast, you said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it just it. Just, uh, Can you imagine getting? What if we committed <laughs> IRS tax fraud just to get IRS listeners? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I'm sorry. You had to have a thousand people do forensics. I, <laughs> did they like some of the back episodes? Arlene Spenchley's book is coming back out. She was a great episode. That three so. percent conversion means about thirty of you should be on Patreon at ten dollars a month. So, uh, uh. and listen, Patreon handles the merch, so you will get yes, the stuff. Yeah. You may not like the sticker paneling that you're gonna get, but you're gonna get it. You're gonna love it. I, yeah, I would just say it's like the reality of it, just like smashing the face. Yeah. And so it just like it because like I mean like every every other problem I've been like I will deal with this later. And so you can just you can just you know suspend your disbelief or whatever or your and be like you know what? Like this is going to be solved later. This is going to be solved almost solved um later. Dear God, please um, let the housing market cool off a bit so I can afford to buy a house. This will and now it's like okay later's here mm. and it's not that i'm necessarily like overwhelmed by problems or like i'm feeling crushed by by problems it is like okay how do i navigate this oh this, oh ah. like like you're yeah. just you're never really out of the woods you feel like you are and then you're just into the next part in this next um, set of woods but they are a little bit easier to navigate mm. it, it's just a different type of overwhelming it's, it's just you know it's a you know like I'm a single dad now for five days a week, every other week, you know, and then two days in between. It's fine. It's fine. There are people who have way worse. It's just sometimes it can be a lot. It can just yeah. be a lot, you know, and I've had to rework my entire approach to my life. So I have to do things two weeks in advance, which for me is very difficult, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but like, it, like here's, here's, here's what I mean though. Yeah. Like, Okay, so if I've got like a weekend where I, where I don't have where I don't have Everly, that's a weekend I have to get I have to get a haircut. If I do not have, to, I basically probably will not have an opportunity to get a haircut for another two weeks. Yeah. So I have to think. It just and it sounds a little yeah. bit weird, but that stuff really tends to trip tends to trip you up because right. Of, yeah. No, I was just gonna say like thinking about that like you have to think about these things because when you're with Everly. Like, just think about, like, the incentive is to get every moment out of that time with her. And so you don't want to be like, well, got to run an errand, got a babysitter. Like, you don't want to do that, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so then it's like you have this added incentive of, like, that you don't have when you have two parents at home where one can be with the kids while the other one is doing chores or has to run errands or has to get a haircut. I mean, I don't know why you need a haircut, but other people (laughs) with haircuts that need, and probably your beard trim. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah chest hair shaved but uh yeah that's that's an interesting see that's the funny thing like you never think about these little details and it's like yeah damn okay Okay, like now i didn't i I just instacart all the time oh yeah all the time because it is a to me it is i I probably do a little bit too often or should probably do it more like home delivery of Mm -hmm. groceries Mm -hmm. or of yeah home deliveries of of your groceries because it's just like the time it saves me yeah i that is just to me. Shannon does the uh, pickup every penny. Yeah, worth yeah. every. Shannon penny. does that drive up whatever you do and you yeah. know at the local grocery store where she'll drive there. But it's like they do all the grocery shopping for you and dump it all in your car and you're good to go for the day. Like I'll buy yeah. Aldi's and just pay the you know extra fifteen dollars for the fee. I mean I subscribe like just because it's I think I subs- I think I did like a year subscription to Instacart or something where they oh, take okay. off and the, like it just and, and so it's I don't mean this to be like a pity party or anything it's just yeah. like rethinking your your life and so one of the, like why i bring all this up like with twitter 
it's that um and when I saw this stuff, I was just like, I I I don't care about this. Like I, I just I guys I can't I can't. And I'm sure there are people who heard when I was doing this this stuff, who heard that, who were going through their own things, who were like, you know, Luke, maybe just kinda stop. <laughs> and I just want to stream to everyone, like I have gone through a lot of pain. I've seen people I care about go through a lot of pain. I have caused a tremendous amount of pain in people's in like lives in people's I care about in in their lives. I've you know yeah. I've had literal relationships I thought would be around for a long time end. You know, or people that I now haven't spoken to for the last um a year and a half that I just never thought that would happen. You know, like just because yeah. of how you know it's this happens. That's part of you know. And again, like I don't fault anyone. I'm, I'm not saying you know it's just this is just how this happens. Yeah. Like, I don't care about which way the altar is facing. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't. Like, I just don't. And it, I like going to the rat rat stuff. I like I like a beautiful liturgy and stuff. I just don't have the heart to hear you, like, freak out about it. Not you. I'm just I'm talking about, like, a, like, a anonymous Twitter bro. But, I mean, but, like, this is why, like, anytime in our, like, guys group text thread, I just don't get involved with it because I'm just like, I don't, I just don't. It's, it's not that I don't care, but but I really don't care right now. Like I, I don't have, a, you can't care. Yeah. There's so like, many other things to care about. I care about the liturgy. I, I mean, but I'm not going to like, honestly, I just want to be your like right now. All I care about is just being around like good community. And I've been involved in communion and liberation. There are some people like with like Andrew and Rachel. Andrew's a big I'm a fan of the show. Like great guy. Like, the, and the people that I've met through communion and liberation have been fantastic. I'm so, I mean, truly, it's a godsend that they're, they're starting a date at the, at the time that, that they were a real, real godsend, you know. But, like, I just, I'm not interested in, like, fighting a lot of fights anymore. I'm I'm just, like, my patience for certain things is is, like, really gone. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Probably great for content. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's 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 kind of like one of those things where it's like you know I fight in war so my sons can can study math and so their sons can can study art. Yeah, like I don't. I mean, like I was watching your your interview with like with um, Matt Frad on pints with Aquinas. There was some stuff that's like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is an interesting thought, and I would love to maybe talk more about this. But I'm like, man, I just don't really like have the gusto. You know, and I find myself at times like I like I'm yearn for when we just debated about is it moral to watch Game of Thrones or not. <laughs> like, you know, but like, like we don't live in those times right right now. There are bigger things that we need to 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 discuss, and that's fine. It's just when your world Arbenheimer. has. Yes, seriously, I watched some of Righteous Gemstone. So interesting. I also have watched a handful more uh, more commentary on 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 Barbie. Because Oppenheimer is what it is. Like, there's no, yeah, there's yeah, no like, yeah. controversial understanding of it, you know? No, no. And the more... <laughs> I, love, I love the way this one woman described it. She said, for people that think it's a woke hellscape, you're wrong, you're dead wrong. But also, and but the reason why, you're, why you think that is because when it does talk about patriarchy and feminism, it is like the 2014 girl power version that no one gives a shit about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she just said it's really about the struggle between what was it uh what's real and what's fake mm -hmm. and are you willing to choose a mortal life even if that means you know, are 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 you willing to embrace your mortality 
even knowing that the lows will will give you the highs that your fake life can't and you know your artificially constructed universe can't and it's like yeah no that's awesome that i i like that's exactly what that makes sense of the of the conversation you know and i do i, I like the way you were saying because i could see it in these interviews or these reviews because there's a handful of people like they can't get past greta's you know her her feminist stuff and they can't get past they can't see around that to other themes that the movie is treating and then i also saw your comment you know it tried to do too much and and some of that didn't get really resolved Mm -hmm. and you're like yeah you could you could come away with that with an interpretation of it's just man hating anti-patriarchy or you could say actually it could be saying a lot more about a lot of different stuff. I think if you if you're coming away saying that it's like man hating boo the patriarchy, like you're really not thinking about the movie because all that is just like it's a clear vehicle to get to these other like Ken's obsession with with the patriarchy isn't a comment on the patriarchy. It's a it's a comment on like. Basically, what do nice guys have to then turn to when, like, like he's yeah, he's an accessory in her life. He's like Ken's a nice guy. He's just meant to. He's you know he's an accessory. Yeah, he's an accessory, <laughs> and he's supposed to play this part, and he thinks he'll get this thing if he if he plays this part, and he is never going to. And the minute that he's shown like there could be this other way, he just like leaps to this other thing, which which is the um the patriarchy, but it's an absurd version of it. Yeah. So it's not commenting on the patriarchy. It's commenting on like what, like the the road towards respect, and the things that yeah. you kind of grasp towards when you're trying to get to that point. Yeah, and it's all about Barbie. So it has to. Oh, like, there's also that you're creating like, yeah, a Barbie yeah. universe, right? But this is so I was explaining mm-hmm. this to my parents. I was like, they're <laughs> they're awesome. they're the conceptions of it like adhere to the Barbie doll. Everything is an accessory, whether it's the mansion it's him you know like yeah all of these things she's still the focus in fake barbie <laughs> like come on it's about barbie so you have to create a fantasy universe and then you explore themes within the fantasy universe that's what you call play right it's rules only adhere as long as the camera is rolling and so i was like you can get you can go you can see that as powerless ken in the matriarchal feminist ideal then discovers real world power and now and and actually has a voice unlike what barbie takes from him you know and all that stuff so it's funny i was just saying i enjoyed your review and i'm seeing more <laughs> like you can see in reviews even the negative ones like oh no that's what luke was talking about and oh yeah over there that's what that one reviewer was talking about yeah yep 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 yeah it's it's really it's really like then i watched 100 more videos on meta narrative <laughs> and meta meta whatever meta well, modernism well, i'm like so f- this is kind of what barbie is it's just oh, no, a commentary I agree. I that that's a commentary. Yeah, yeah like and the fact that while they, then also trying to be a fun movie yeah, it's trying to do all the things. that they stop and go we're aware by casting a margo a robbie in this role that we're making you know whatever you, you need to have i'm seeing the film to have gotten that but this is the last thing i'll say about barbie and then we can stop we're talking way more about barbie than oppenheimer what, what was i going to say oh it, it's i don't mean this in a bad way it's okay. not for us <laughs> you know like it's not for right. It's a yeah, but film. once you know that, you can enjoy it. Exactly, exactly. Like it's yeah. for, like it's. I mean, like I don't like. Okay, I laughed very hard 
at like okay i honestly was the most offended during one part was when they like other when they made a joke about ken playing push by max by matchbox 20 for four hours i was like <laughs> but that's really good <laughs> I was like, song. I like that song. We all really like that song. And I was like, this is a point. <laughs> it's like, there is a difference between men and women. And like, dudes really like this song. And like, it's a common, it like, and when they're like saying things on the, how like they will explain the Godfather, I always get angry at that because I'm like, no, I just get excited to talk about this, which is like, but like the things they were saying, I was like, oh, shit, I've done that. Like, it's. <laughs> It's it's approaching that from another point of view, yeah. Which doesn't mean that like my experience of that is wrong, but it does mean that this point of view and this experience doesn't exist. Like this is the stuff to me that actually is that like is relative, and that it's okay yeah. if that it is relative. Yeah, totally, totally. I like how I like how you perked up with this. <laughs> we were so sad for so long today. <laughs> I'm like Barbie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got plenty of Oppenheimer thoughts too. But is there anything else we think from this? You know, Luke's great disaster that we need to we need to cover. Well, it was interesting because my main qu- <laughs> Luke's great disaster. Yeah, I mean, I just want you to know that that all of the trying to keep the the funny thing was there were about three times I was going to call you and I'm like I don't have any wherewithal to keep catching foxes going. And every time I would message the patrons, be like, I don't, I can't, you know, blah blah blah. They'd be like, No, it's okay. We're fine. We'll be here. And you're like, <laughs> thank you. Um, there were so many times when I wanted to cancel Catching Foxes. This is the closest I was I've ever. Yeah, this was yeah. really like. And then, and then, <laughs> and then, as time rolled on, you were like, "Well, we kind of legally can't cancel <laughs> Catching Foxes right now." And I'm like, "Then get back on the show because I am dying here. I am dying. I, I mean, there's a reason why we don't have guests all the time. Like our hope was originally to have every other week guests. And it's not because of us. It's because of them. No, it's because getting guests is a th- for every one guest. It's like 400 emails. Does this time work? Does this time work? Yeah. Does this time work? Does Which this is time like work? great. If you're about to be a guest, we were very excited about that. Like it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's but that person thing, knows but, exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Hey, yeah. could you do it if this, this, this thing came up that I can't move? Okay. Yeah. I can do this. I can do that. And it becomes, it's just, it's just interesting. So when I had to do that every week, it was like, people aren't emailing me back for two weeks. So I don't know anything, you know? So if you were to do this job, well, like actually give it like the attention it deserves to run the podcast. It's about 20 hours, Mm -hmm. about 20 hours a week. Like, like truly, truly there's a reason why people who book guests, that's their main job. Yeah. Is they just do the booking of the game. And you've got all, and it just, and it's, and so I, yeah, I remember like. I remember, you know, talking to people about like, oh, should this die? Should this die? You know, is it time? Has it has it run its course? And I, I don't think I have an answer for, for that, except for like, to me, we just anytime we've asked that, it's like the answer's been like not yet. Not that it's been, not that I've heard those words, but it just like, it's never yep. like. It turns out God has a Russian accent, and he was like, "Niet, niet, no." But it sounds like niet. not yet. Do an yeah. English speaker. Well, yeah, yeah, just you know, I mean, I spoke with a couple priests about it. I was very, you know, was pretty yeah. blunt about it. here's what's going on, and the way that they explained it to me. Here's why you, you could keep going if you feel like it's a, it's worth it. And I was like, yeah, it, it is. Like, good's coming about be, because of this. It's helping us live our primary vocations. Like, why would we not keep doing this? 
you know so and my primary vocation luke is loving you do people like are people aware of this now i i don't know who's aware of it and who's not is it pretty are people aware of what that like i'm divorced is it like oh uh is it common knowledge I mean, not that people care that much about me, but do they? I would tell people only who I knew would pray for you and, yeah. you know, the situation. And yeah, you have a lot of people that care about you and pray for you that probably wouldn't call you because they don't know if they should know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But give you permission yeah. to call me. <laughs> Lather me with attention. <laughs> Lather. Lather. What a horrible way to Lather. Yeah, so the the one question I was going to ask is how how are you doing going forward? But I think you answered it when you said these last two months have been brutal and it's all the little things. And yeah, you know, I would just encourage people who I mean I don't I don't know what, what how do you want to wrap up this episode? Like how do, what do you want to say as your that I'm okay? Yeah, I mean I'm not, but like I'm like no I'm not I'm okay. But, yeah. I mean I'm not <laughs> inside not or outside or but or around the corner like that I like I don't know. You know, I like I'm having. A, I mean, I'm 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 not gonna lie to you and be like everything's fine. Like, no, it's not fine. Like, it's not. Next week you're gonna be walking the Camino or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Who are well, you, God? Who am I? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like oh my gosh, Luke. Enough. It's been eight years of this. <laughs> you know, but it there there's a lot of you know there's a lot of like inner work that I I want to do, and I've seen some really positive r- results from that. And I feel like a lot of that got put on pause mm. over the last couple of months, and that's been. It, Honestly, to a certain extent, like, kind of had to. Yeah. You know, I and I almost stopped graduate school. I was like, no, this I can't. I can't stop this. This is too. I think it was good that you. Yeah. Going. Yeah. And I, for a lot of different um reasons. And. But it just, it, uh, you know, it's super lonely. I can't get around that fact. Hmm. You know, it just is. It There's nothing. I mean, they're, like, going and being part of communion and I'm a liberation. I've got a actually a Protestant group of dudes. I try to hang out with on, on Thursday nights. I've got like, I've got stuff like I've got stuff, but it doesn't change the fact that tonight I'm going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to stop and you're going to go and like, you've got a family to go home to. And I don't, and that's just tough. That's just, that's been, that's just different. I wake up and I'm alone now. And it's really, those are the things that are really difficult because you're just used to life a certain way and then it's not. And it just, everything all of a sudden just becomes amplified. And so that's just tough. It's just, it's just tough, but it's, it's fine. I'm fine. I don't, want, I don't want, this is not like a poor Luke thing. It's just a, I've had, to, I, I have to say this out loud in order to acknowledge it's reality. Because if not, then you tend to hide it and think that you can deal with it. And it's like, well, I kind of can't, yeah. you know, I fucking hate that. I'm having to do so much laundry, <laughs> so many dishes and so, you know, and, also that I was you know, also that I did before, but it's just like, but you shared the load. Yeah. And now you're kind of not. And it just feels a little like, you know, it just feels very, very, very overwhelming all the time. But it also like you start to, you know, mean Everly have a decent routine down for when she's here. We're starting to, get, you know, my buddy, um, my buddy Nick's on a great job of like, we're doing a lot of stuff together, like over the weekend with our kids and stuff. And so that's, you know, it, there's things that are going on. It's just, it's just not easy. Yeah. It ain't easy. It ain't easy being cheesy. Sorry, that, that was real dumb. That was rude. I just had this image of you and you're doing the dishes. And you're like, why do I have so many? <laughs> and you're just getting mad at all the dishes you have to do. And you're like, that's it. 
I'm becoming a minimalist. And you like go get a documentary and you watch it on minimalism and you're like, all right, just nothing but gray t-shirts for Luke. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to clown college. That's it. You people have stood in my way long enough. I'm going to clown college. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, Luke. I don't see the funny thing was like, I, I don't, uh, I don't even know how to navigate this conversation, you know? And so, well, I'm I'm trying to make sure it's not like too real and too like ugly, or like, yeah. You know, so there's this is my wound. What, what is that line from the office with when they're at the Chili's and Michael and is with Jan and they're trying to make the sale? <laughs> and he's talking about Jan's talking about her divorce and Michael keeps bringing it up and then as they're drinking, he's like, "Oh gosh, what's his name? Tim Meadows." Yeah, his character. He's like, "You put yourself out there. You were you cut your vent. You were like, I'm. This is me. It is red." <laughs> I just imagine that's what we're trying to avoid, that kind of over-the-top <laughs> nature. And I just keep going there. I know. I know. But, it, like, you know, and, and there's been, like, my, like, there's been so many instances of people doing incredible things. Like, my mom's yeah. been incredible. My godparents have been incredible. My people have truly been incredible during this. And so both both of my sisters, like, just. They have been awesome. Yeah. It's been awesome watching your family. Because your family's so great. And I've always loved your family and uh they're not bad they're not bad they're not bad and they are so pretty <laughs> Woo! i thought you were like and they are so loud i was like yes <laughs> yeah yeah no that too we were on the but phone. they're all lookers we were they're all lookers <laughs> <laughs> we were on the phone the other day we were all on facetiming and like you could just like hear the volume getting louder and louder <laughs> of course you, you could hear volume you could just like we like we basically began at like a four by the end we're like a full-on 10 of just like screaming and you yeah. know i'm like i'm having a hard time and they're just like whatever <laughs> loser <laughs> so yeah my um my brother brian is in town with his wife and uh five of his kids i think five and uh that was funny because usually it gets loud and louder and today me and Brian sat down and we had a slightly intellectual conversation and about demographics and everyone else is outside while the kids are in the swimming pool and my parents swimming pool and they were all in the covered deck and it's the surface of the sun hot here in Houston $500 electric bill $500 electric for you for the last month Ooh, my house. what do you do with that I have I got how do you pay that double pay uh, I, I'm going to sell myself on OnlyFans. So OnlyFans.com <laughs> slash Cave Troll. You go there. You'll see me. Uh, $500. $500 for for electricity. We have been in a heat advisory since like June 5th. <sighs> heat advisory since June 5th. I have double-paned windows. I have a 22-year-old air conditioning unit. That is really what's causing me the problem because it just runs. It's, just, it's been running this entire time. It just runs and runs and runs. Five hundred dollars. Patreon.com slash CF. Oh my gosh, we are begging you people. <laughs> Here it is. It's time for you to book that Catching Foxes live show you've always wanted to. 
We are back in full force doing our live shows. We have dates available for the rest of 2023 and going into May of 2024. Uh, Catching Fox's live shows are something a little bit different. They're really fun. They're very energetic. They're a great way just to kind of maybe get some important conversations going to build up some excitement around a program or a type of, or some type of ministry that you have going on. They are an absolute blast. We've had the privilege and the blessing to do them across the country and we're back and these we really really are now committed to not that we were before but in a particular way committed to making these affordable to you so we can work with any budget Really, anything that you want to do, we can do this. You want to do something small. You want to do something big. You want us to come and do a thing on a particular topic, a particular set of topics. We can do it for you. You want to bring Gomer out for a parish on a parish mission. We can do an event the night before. We could do a parish talk that night. We could, we could do something afterwards. There are tons of opportunities here. So if you want to inquire, you're not committing to anything, but if you, if you just want to know, Hey, Luke, how can I book a show? How does this work? How can I do it and not have to pay you guys a dime? Here's how. So I want you to go to catchingfoxes.fm. Again, it's catchingfoxes.fm. One more time for the old people in the back. Catchingfoxes.fm. On the right of the of the homepage, it hasn't been updated in a while. There's a part that has been. You're going to see a button on the top right that says book a live show. Hit that link. That's going to take you to a quick form that, that, that you can complete to give us a bit of an idea for your show. And in 24 to 48 hours ish, uh, we will get back to you just to have the um, conversation about what you're looking to do and how we can serve you. That's ultimately where we're, we're trying to serve you and the ministry that you are doing. So if you want to book a fun catching foxes live show to help you out in your ministry, let us know. Again, we'll do anything. We'll just hang out and like watch a movie if that's really what you want to do. But we want to be at the service of the people who are doing the real important work. So go to catchingfoxes.fm. One more time. That is catchingfoxes.fm. Click on the book a live show link. It's right at the top right and complete a very quick form should take you less than a minute. I would imagine if that and we'll book a conversation with you about how we can get a live show going for you and the people that you serve. Thank you to us for being us. All right. Bye. Oh, yeah. Especially since August, I have one event or two events, two small events, and that's it. Very nervous about that. <laughs> Had a big summer. Big summer. I don't know if I told you about this, but I did this thing called Defending the Faith Conference. Oh, I've, about I've never heard of that before. No. no. Oh, it's a wonderful no, conference. Not an invitation years. to hear about it, but just <gasps> like, not I've never oh, heard about it. You before. can see how I'd make that mistake, though. No, no. Damn it. Come closer. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, listen, if any of those boomers who uh, heard John, we welcome you. you. Yeah. Don't listen to our back catalog. Just for yeah, no. So the shocking thing that Luke was talking about is I met. Did we? Oh, we, I met we, we at, never talked about that. We you no. Know, you mentioned that, but I. I mean, I wanted to discuss this further. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So bring it home, so baby. At three different times, people who were retirees, let's say, maybe four different times, came up to me and said, "Oh, Gomer, I'm so happy to see you. You know, I was so excited to see your name. I go to this conference every year." This has been so big for my faith. This is great. This is like a retreat for a lot of people for their, their, you know, most people don't have a retreat. This is like a retreat for them. So, um, she came up and she just, uh, these people would say things like, you know, I listen to your podcast. It's meant so much for my faith. And I go, Oh, okay. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, that'd be funny if it was catching foxes. And I go, so how long have you listened to every knee shall bow? And they look at me like, 
what's that <laughs> oh no i listen to catching fox that's insane and i just sit there and i look at them and this one woman she was so so if you're listening right now you're so sweet you're so funny and i love you but she looked at me and i just i just looked i looked down at her <laughs> so tiny and i said uh what how, <laughs> no how long have you been listening and she goes little over a year now oh my god someone gosh. suggested it i listened to it she's like i listened to all the podcasts she's like i listened to it and i was like i don't know if this is for me but <laughs> oh, i think god it's good yeah and she said and, and like a handful of people one old dude one old dude i liked him he was like no you're kind of rough you're kind of rough you're kind of rough it's like, like, funny <laughs> kind of funny and i was like good kind of funny is, is the sweet spot that we're going for <laughs> Your friend Luke made two pull-out jokes last week. They were a little inappropriate, but <laughs> but you know what? We'll do it. We'll go with it. Oh my god! There's just there's few things in life have made me squirm than when like just a sweet individual that just yeah. seems like they're the most innocent, pure, good person in the world have said that they listen to Catching Foxes or they're going to. And I'm always just like, oh please don't! <laughs> like yeah. I can't handle no, the what- thought of offending you. Yeah, I know. That's what I feel when you find sweet, saintly person, mm-hmm. when you find out, oh, no, high school person, or when you find out retiree person. Yeah. <laughs> All three of those categories. I'm like, oh. <laughs> we say some stuff. We said but, some stuff. <laughs> I love it. Though. The one-time Bishop Barron recommends the <laughs> oh show. It's old people's oh my the God. Next, <laughs> idol of the next episode. Gosh, what is wrong with us? What is wrong with us? I don't know. Why like you know what's funny? You know like you know honestly like what brings me back to why do we keep doing this? Not to make we cannot make our podcast be any more self-referential. I'll find a way. I'll like, find a way. It's just so life-giving. It is. We can just do this for just I don't know. Do we're both dead. Yeah, sir. I I honestly think this is probably just going to go on and on forever. <laughs> This is never going to stop. Welcome to episode 4,178. <laughs> I'll be like. Gomer and Luke pop each other's <laughs> basal cell skin tumors. Like, my prostate just shit myself. <laughs> I laugh so hard, I poop myself. My ner- my um, nursing home um, nurse is going to be like bathing me and stuff, and I'll be like, give me a second. Yeah. The thing I love about this app is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what's really great? Listen, come back later for the meds. I said, come back later. Anywho, no, Jerry. Barbie no. 17 is the best of the 17 Barbies. <laughs> and then we're going to have a whole breakdown. I still haven't gotten to Oppenheimer. I'd like to discuss it without discussing Christopher Nolan's techniques or approach to filmmaking, but the themes of the movie. Okay. And I will say one thing that's scaring me about movie making. And I called it two years ago when you reviewed the three and a half hour Scorsese movie on Netflix or whatever it was. The Irish was wonderful. The Irishman. Yeah, it was a wonderful right. movie. But I called the problem with Kenny Fox's guest. Father James Martin has a cameo in that. I, <laughs> the problem is <laughs> the problem is they de-aged Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. I know they, they should have done that, which means that Robert De Niro, who was cast as a young Godfather in Godfather part two, which is one of the biggest and most important roles of his life, he wouldn't have had if they had this technology. And I was just watching a clip of something right before you came on, and they were talking about, I can't remember. Oh, the, the Screen Actors Guild are now joining the writers. Did you know that mm-hmm. in, the, in, mm-hmm. the, in the strike? Yeah. So Emily Blunt walked out of the premiere of Oppenheimer, something like that. 
Oh, she walked as out? As part of the – everyone's supposed to. All the actors who are in the SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, you're supposed to walk out of a premiere and then refuse to go to any other premiere. Okay. Okay. Right? So she walked out, and people are like, oh, a bunch of millionaires. And she's like, I'm not walking out for me. I'm fine. I will be fine for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm walking out for the 126,000 other actors who get paid less than 24 – or around $24,000 a year. Like, that's what they're walking out for. Okay? So mm-hmm. just get that – you know. But then what they said was – it was very interesting. They said – they were talking about some movie in this same kind of thing. And she said, yeah, and the majority of background actors – many actors got their parts. Like Brad Pitt got his part as a waiter in the background of some you know 80s whatever or 90s whatever movie. He said, now those background characters are animated. Like just sheer background. They're all like NPCs basically, these animated things. And they said – so even actors who would get a small role, that's gone too. So there's an interesting thing about this that is kind of terrifying. Yeah, and I heard on the Acquired podcast that basically what tech what tech has done is one of two things happen: you are either on massive or you are incredibly small. Yeah, and there's no in between. Oh, because so it's te- almost like technology accelerates the have from the have not exactly. Oh, and so, and, and they were talking about why they were talking, they acquired an episode on um, Nike that was good that I, I have some issues with some of the stuff about um, um, Nike's overall strategy, but like, oh, whatever. Um, I, I took a course about it at um, another day. I'm aware. Of this uh, excuse me. Yeah. I have some ideas. <laughs> and I, if you're wondering who I am, I have a podcast <laughs> and I'm almost done with the graduate school program. Blue Oceans. <laughs> Anyways. It's a it's a strategy thing, Gomer. He wouldn't get it. Yeah, no, I know. So you mentioned it before. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, just kind of saying about how how tech is just like I'm furthering that that gap. And I thought about like, holy crap, this is happening. With, like, if you look at um, a podcast, when we signed with Par, Par started out to give podcasts between who had five or ten thousand downloads a week a chance to you know do ads. Then it became just ten. Then it was fifteen, and now it's twenty. Now it's twenty five or thirty. Mm-hmm. So you have to get bigger to now have ads. Yeah. And I, I and so I think I do think there like is the market for this other stuff, but it's not the way that it once was. You have to have a diehard right. you know, it's it's it is it is different. And technology, I I don't know where this all ends, man. Mm. Like so I mean this is what's happening to like it ends with eight people that meet in secret layers. And their robots manipulate all the thousand, the millions of people to do their bidding. Maybe. It's just eight people. It's the Illuminati, Luke. The end has come. But like it's just, I mean, but I'm thinking about it, though, like the amount of, you know, like background actors that are now just RP, RPGs or whatever they are, are called. They're rocket propelled grenades. Yeah, <laughs> uh, role playing <laughs> games. But um, that's I what I was thinking. Them. Yeah, but no, uh, and NPCs, and, and, NPCs. Characters. Okay, sorry, dweeb. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Yum, yum. Yeah, yeah. Yum, uh, yum. Uh, if, if, if only we were recording this, people could see what we were doing. Did you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Did you know that this is a real thing? People acting like non-player characters and making thousands of dollars? What? There's like, on TikTok, there, I mean, you. I, I found I out about TikTok it yesterday. So no, I found out about it I yesterday. It so and I've seen a bunch of, the algorithm of YouTube has blessed me to see handful more and there are people seven thousand dollars a week on tiktok pretending to be a non-player character and these are the girls that wear like um cat ears or something and the heavy makeup and they look like a like a furry and they they act like this 
They're making so much money. And then the meme was like, it was like a, a mad, angry person with a suit. And it said, me walking to work, prepared to work another like nine hour day while realizing some TikToker is making $7,000 today pretending to be a non player character. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Everything's terrible. But they're doing a thing where they can, if you're an actor, they can basically do a scan of your face and then through AI, they can just, for the rest of your life, you can just be in, in movies. Yeah, I, I bet you the next like wave of lawsuits is going to be like mm-hmm. you cannot make you know who, what's a famous actor that died recently? Didn't the didn't the Marble Man guy die? Didn't he just Marble die? Man? But like yeah, you know, the guy that played the Marble Man in that one um, smoking anti smoking movie crap with Harvey Dent from Batman: The Dark Knight. Um, thank you for smoking. Right? Isn't that the name? Of Harvey the Dent died. No, 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 no. The guy that plays Harvey Dent was in a movie where it's he's called, like, I'm thinking a you for smoking. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for smoking. Yeah, I think the guy that played the Marlboro Man in that movie, what's his name? Sam Elliott, right? Sam Elliott died? Didn't he? Uh, someone sent, maybe he did something. Maybe he did die. American. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> no, he, okay, thank God. He's still alive. Don't kill Sam oh. Elliott. Don't do that to me. Someone had a tribute to him, and I thought, do you only do that when people He was died? in Tombstone. And he in was. He was. The Big Lebowski. What? Piss on you, what? But no, just imagine, like, you have these actors that died, and mm-hmm. they have these scans. Like, I think about that with Star Wars. Right now, it's still in the Uncanny Valley, where you don't really think that's Princess Leia or Grand Moth Tarkin or whatever. Larkin. What is his name? Tarkin? So, Tarkin. Uh, Tarkin, I think. Yeah. And uh, they don't really look like whatever. It's more... So it's kind of like, eh, it's a little yeah. creepy. It's a little creepy. But yeah. it's getting better all the time. Well, the and, de-aging is getting better. The de-aging on Indiana Jones is supposedly pretty incredible. Here's the thing that's weird about a lot of the de-aging stuff, though, is like the body movement, though. Like, so in John Goodman in Righteous yeah. Gems, I don't know if they de-aged him per se, but there's a thing where he's supposed to be about thirty years, only thirty years younger in his face. It's not terrible, but his body movement, he's just moving like a man in his early seventies, as opposed to someone who's yeah. supposed to be in his which early is the same 40s. criticism in The Irishman. Yeah, like when Al Pacino slams his hand down, jumps up, they're like, he jumped up like an eighty year old, <laughs> and that's and yeah, it just and it like I. I kind of hope that we all agree, like, hey, no, 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 no. This needs to stop. But it's just gonna... But then for them, it's like, but now you're denying me access to roles because of my age. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, you're yeah. I've aged out, and now it's like, oh, gosh, this, I feel like we're on the verge of the artificial womb argument where a whole host of new bioethical, bioethical issues are going to... What do you do with those frozen embryos? Are you going to put them in an artificial womb? Whose parents are going to raise them? Whatever's going to happen? You're like, oh, technology, you have created moral problems that humanity is not prepared to solve. So my answer... Fight Club. <laughs> Blow after, it all up. After a month, we didn't even miss TV. We all just get like super cut abs. Like yeah. Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Like in Brad Pitt. That doesn't make any sense at all. Like Luke. inside Brad Pitt's abs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Luke, this has been an awkward twist to <laughs> your divorce drama. I'm happy we finally got to talk about Me it. Me too. I'm sure we will revisit it a thousand times. Or maybe we'll allude to it stealthily. Yeah. I tried to not make any divorced dad jokes, but boy, are they. There's a lot of them. Are there, is there a lot of them? I mean, I want to. I want to make those jokes. I'm not going to. Oh, gosh. I stumbled upon uh, mom divorce jokes. That's not what I typed in. She's going to be like, what is this? Nothing. Just let me be. Oh, okay. Damn it. None of them are appropriate for our show. They're all very, very mean. <laughs> They're all so mean. Uh, uh, 
I'll be, I know, but I am, I'm, I'm okay. I, I hope I don't come across as being voyeuristic and I hope that it doesn't come across as being, you know, harsh, uh, towards anyone who, who was involved. That was not our, our intention yeah. at all. Like I'm very, I'm, I'm not going to probably ever talk about like why or, you know, more of the details. It's just not, it's not my story to tell parts and, but I'm okay with that, you know, like, yeah. And I think now if people just go back and listen to those oh, episodes. It's super obvious. Yeah, it is super obvious, but it's just interesting to see like how much of a thread we've all been hanging on by, you know, and trying to Well, you know you know what's funny? Not to throw anyone under the bus, but so one of the first people I told about outside of our circle was Mrs. Ruby, because her name's Katie. <laughs> that's her that's her twitching I think when I stepped back, she sent me a text like, "Hey, like, what is going on?" I was like, "Hey, so just you know." And she was yeah. she was trying to say, like, "How can like we help you?" She sent me like a jar of uh, peanut M and M's that were great. She's so awesome. It was so it, honestly, it was like a big. They like just sat on our yeah. steps, and every time we had these long talks, they would just like be eating out of this, just having these talks, and they were like just so nice. So I told her, I was like, "Hey, this is, this is what's going on." And she just kind of asked her how I was doing and stuff. And so when I went on her her Twitch stream, she brought up like. So, like, you're divorced. Are you going to date soon? And, like, all these Catching Foxes people were there. And they had, I didn't know yet. And I was like, um. And I just see in big, all caps, I knew it. Like, like someone said. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. No, I'm not going to date soon. But could you imagine the content? <laughs> Another gallon of ice cream got destroyed. Could you today. imagine the content? <laughs> I need you all to be aware how many jokes have been made about that. A plethora, plethora. <laughs> I mean, I'm just serious. I'm like the the like crunch is trying to do this whole new like dating segment thing. Blow no, them right. out of the fucking water with this. That's what that's, that's what this would do. Boom. Ugh. I think there needs to be rule. No, okay. I'm already starting to produce content. We need to stop right now. <laughs> my head. What? I, I was like creating. What? Say it. Say it. Say it. My, no, no. I was just creating schemes. Like, no. What we need to do is set up a, a recurring theme. Like, you have to go on a date with Luke, but only to like Oppenheimer. And <laughs> Luke, Luke judges the way you critique the themes of the movie as to whether or not there'll be a date number two. You know, which is to go see Barbie, right? Like, or something like that. And my brain was like, how could we exploit your pain? <laughs> so many ways so many ways. so many we'll, ways we'll like, find at least three we'll f- yeah we're like if yeah. we don't get a 30 percent bump in our patrons just from you know that alone something's wrong <laughs> see this is this is metamodern we're, we're fine into, yeah we're fun like, of it but then we go back to the content like we, we try a little more we, we acknowledge the pain and we push forward but we're detached just enough to be able to make those jokes but we're not going to run from from our pain either but we're not also going to ask any of the deeper questions as to why it exists we're just going to ask about what we need to do to push forward oh that's a really good point because if you go back too far you have to confront so you push forward or you make you know jokes mm-hmm. oh man such so as that we, how you get through all the pain the one thing that barbie doesn't ever ask is where is she from who is she what what is she how does she even exist Instead, it's always about who am I, where, um, where am I going? Valid questions. Valid. And but. you can even say, like, there's a lot of theology of affirmation in the sense of, like, who she is in the sense of, like, where she's going is revealed to her, and she reveals that to Ken. But, like, the bigger things of, like, no, but who, what are you? What is, like, on a metaphysical, on a level? Because those are the things, like, if you don't, ha- if you don't understand the metaphysics, I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure if, 
that causes anxiety if you don't understand that. But if there's not like a baseline of that, I could see it kind of being a little unnerving or ungrounding or just kind of mm-hmm. why we kind of cling to these other things. Yeah. Like that, that could be why we're willing to, you know, like push to such like ironic lengths just because we don't want to have to confront the question of what am I? Yeah. Like what is Barbie? How does she exist? Now, I'm not asking for like a detailed explanation of that. I'm just saying like what is she? She exists within a pocket universe created centuries in the future that mankind sent backwards mm. through time in this pocket universe. So it has a very thin membrane which allows only Doctor Strange to penetrate in order to create a portal so that she can enter the real world. But the real world is actually a parody of the real world. Metamnare. I wanna push you around. Well, I, at one point in time, there was like a circle of like 20 Kens all singing that song to a different Barbie so earnestly. And I was like, we all do kind of love that song. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if that's on, I'm going to listen to it. Mm. Man, I, I was, I feel like I was praising Barbie so much. I just got to go listen to Bill Burr. So good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's time to listen to Bill Burr and get angry. I, I wonder what Bill Burr has. Well, I wonder what he thinks about it. I watched the funniest Patrice O'Neill Bill Burr story, where he just talked about Patrice O'Neill was so savage to everyone, and if you would, he would destroy you with like making fun of everything from your t- worst joke that night to the clothing you were wearing to your your some you know whatever, and he's like. But at the end of the night, every hot girl went to bed with him. He would, like, trash them to their face, and they'd be like, tell me more. <laughs> it was the weirdest story I ever heard. It was pretty funny. Anywho, I do have to go to bed, because you, know you know what my kids are doing? You what? know what my wife imposed on my children? What? School started today. Shannon, why would you do that? It's, just, it's August 1st. School started today, because it's August 1st. Are you going to end early? No, 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 no. No, we take large breaks for <laughs> no reason in the middle of a month. I'm like, Shannon, what did the kids do in school today? And she'll be like, ah, I just didn't. That's kind of awesome, though. It's so awesome. I'm like, well, what did the kids do? And like, lines of Coke <laughs> lines of off coke. the bathroom floor. I'm like, okay. The cocaine co- and blackjack. Yeah. Like, Thomas is surprisingly good for an eight-year-old at blackjack. Don't watch Rhymestone G- Rhinestone Gems? Gemstones. The Righteous Gemstones. Don't watch The Righteous yeah. Gemstones. A lot of, lot of penises. A lot of penises. Why wouldn't I? But, uh, man, mega churches are something else. And it's actually really. Is that what it's about? Mega churches? Yeah. What is it called? It's actually not a critique like of religion at at all. It's not necessarily a love letter to religion either. It's more a story of just about a family. And there's a bit of like faith and like trying to, and like trying to live in honesty and live in truth. And it's interesting. Hmm. But there's a lot of new. It's just it's. I, did you ever watch any of Danny McBride stuff, Eastbound and Down? I saw uh, maybe one joke. So and it's down. very much like his sense of humor. So it's very dark. Do you like him? I actually do. I just get annoyed with a lot of the nudity and some of the stuff. Like there's some stuff where they have like a scene where there's like a nude stuff being being projected on a screen. It's not pornography in terms of, in, in, in the sense of yeah. the story. There are kids who are watching it, and I'm like, I don't think this is necessary. Even if you didn't have the kids there, because like they're, they're, it's a thing that's been filmed of this guy, and he's naked f- from the waist down. It's like these kids' dad, and they see it, and I'm like, 
I, I don't think this is necessary. You could do no. this without. Yeah, it was just it was just like I was like this isn't like this. Again, it's not like I don't. I just could never get into these. But HBO comedies are very hard. For me. It, they just go too far. Yeah, like my brother was a fanatic for Entourage, and I would watch like three episodes, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can see it's funny. Yeah, but I don't. I don't want to. All right, man, I gotta end this. Right. I'm sorry. Nope, you're fine. Hey, doubt official right now. Luke, can I tell you about something? Your anal fissures? My oh, what? I don't have that. Why did <laughs> Do you want to start over? <laughs> no. No, let's start from there.